Good morning, and welcome to this edition of A Public Affair on KGNU with the Community Foundation of Boulder County. I'm your host, Jim Williams, Dean Emeritus, University Libraries for CU Boulder, and I'm a trustee for your Community Foundation. With me this morning are Sylvia Solis, a Longmont bilingual journalist and community engagement specialist. Glenda Russell, a writer who uses her decades of work as a psychologist and community activist to inform her work. And Chris Barge, Vice President of Communications and Engagement for the Community Foundation of Boulder County. All three of these individuals are involved in a new program, the Trends Reporting Fellowship, whose aim is to strengthen the local news and information ecosystem and to focus on building a more equitable Boulder County. So Chris, you are a former newspaper reporter now involved in philanthropy with firsthand knowledge of the crisis we face with the erosion of local news. Why is this issue important to you? And how are KGNU and the Community Foundation teaming up to address it? And while you're answering that question, please tell us what is the Trends Reporting Fellowship? Chris? Hey, Jim, thanks for having us on. I'm so excited to talk about this project, which was a partnership between KGNU and the Community Foundation with funding from the Knight Foundation. And uh, we have just wrapped up our first nine month uh, cohort of fellows. And that's why Sylvia and Glenda are on um, because they uh, are incredible um, participants and fellows themselves. You're gonna hear from them. Um, but let me just tee this up by saying, you know, um, Democracy needs a public square. Um, I wrote for the Daily Camera here in Boulder. I wrote for the Rocky Mountain News, may it rest in peace. And I um, have a real personal attachment to this idea that democracy needs a public square. Um, we, we need to know what's going on in our community. And furthermore, we need to um, be connected with our neighbors and um, people who we may not otherwise have a way of knowing um, than uh, through our local media. Um, the way I look at this at the Community Foundation is that um, we are building civic infrastructure. We are in the middle place between uh, the people whose lives we want to be uh, knowledgeable of and in community with and the decision makers uh, and the policies and the flows of money um, that are important to get right. Uh, so, you know, what is this trends reporting initiative? It's a idea that um, I, I worked with the Knight Foundation as well as uh, Tim Russo, the station manager here at KGNU. And uh, together we landed on a vision for a more diverse and inclusive local news ecosystem in which Boulder County's full diversity in terms of race, ethnicity, age, sexual orientation, gender identity, and class is represented on both sides of the stories, both in the people whose stories are covered and in the journalists covering those stories. So this fellowship program's goals are to support communications professionals in honing their skills at producing stories that can shift public attitudes about issues pressing, uh, of pressing community-wide concern. 
we want to develop innovative and outstanding reporting approaches that other journalists can emulate and deepen relationships between journalists and community-based leaders, experts, and other stakeholders. Through their work, the uh, fellows uh, have created new models and practices that can be replicated by others. And I, I, I can tell you, I'm, I'm being reached out to by community foundation people, as well as um, uh, other funders around the country right now that are really interested in this model. Um, and so uh, last fall, we convened a diverse inaugural cohort. There are 12 fellows um, and they are producing innovative, high quality. You're gonna hear about a couple of their projects. Uh, in some cases, collaborative special projects in a variety of uh, media formats, whether it's radio or in print. Um, we even have a, a, a cartoonist who's doing um, cartoon journalism. And um, long form investigations, in-depth stories, uh, multimedia productions, podcasts, and these fellows have networked with community members and leaders. We've had advisors that are working with them, uh, local community-based experts and thought leaders working on issues of pressing concern. They explored innovative ways to reframe news stories and engage members of the public, and they gave and received peer review and guidance. Uh, just on Monday, we had our, our final meeting of nine of them over nine months, and it was just incredibly powerful to hear some reflections about the experience, but also to hear about some of the uh, stories. And um, that's why I'm so glad that they're here on the air with us um, to share some of that so that the listeners of KGNU can get a taste of, um, of, of what's been cooking. So if you're lucky enough, uh, like Sylvia and Glenda, to be a fellow, how long does your fellowship last? Well, we're just wrapping up this first pilot cohort. Uh, it's been nine months um, and some of these projects are still being worked on. And um, so, you know, it'll be maybe in the next month or two um, that they'll be wrapping things up. Uh, and then I, I think you will forever be an alumni. Um, and <laughs> um, but that, that's part of the beauty of this is that um, really what we're doing is, is working with professionals who are here in the local news and information ecosystem, already maybe working with each other, certainly are working uh, on local news projects here in the area. Um, so with or without the fellowship, they're already doing great work. So I understand that this fellowship is an outgrowth of the very popular trends report on the social, economic, and environmental health of Boulder County, which you edit, Chris, and the Community Foundation has produced since 1995. So everybody on this radio program wants to know, how does a magazine grow into a fellowship for journalists? and storytellers. Well, it, it has been really exciting to see it evolve. You're right, since 1995, the Community Foundation has housed this Community Indicators Project. It's turned into a 100-page glossy magazine where we look at 150 ways to measure the social, economic, environmental health of our community. And then we talk with experts about what, what's going on with all these indicators we're tracking. But ultimately, we find people who are living at the center of these trends. And we've found that that is a sweet spot. We want, we want to do what journalists do, which is to live in that middle connecting place between the people who are living in whatever the struggle is that the data points to 
and the data and all the wonky people that have the power to uh, help bend our community uh, towards a more just and verdant place. So uh, what do you do in the time between the every two years when the magazine comes out? People are asking for more. We've partnered with KGNU. Uh, you often hear on these airwaves uh, from a reporter, bilingual reporter, Rosanna Longo, and she's terrific. And she does our Trends podcast. Um, we also, during the pandemic, started something called Trends Diary. You hear that every Friday morning little three minute postcard from someone who is in our community and telling a story about connecting or solving problems. Um, and then finally, this fellowship um, really began as an idea just for several trainings. Uh, but then um, if, if you've ever met the station manager here at KGNU, you know that we're dealing with, um, with lightning in a bottle. So uh, Timo may come off as humble, but uh, Tim Russo, is, uh, is, is the inspiration for why this idea about four trainings became a nine month uh, intensive every month for half a day program. And we brought in killer experts from the Solutions Journalism Network to uh, News Voices, which teaches principles of community organizing and helps us apply those to reporting. And we also met frequently with a group called Building Bridges that was anti-oppression training. Great. So Sylvia, it's now time for you to talk. You've worked as a journalist and a writer for, for written publications, as a news reporter for Univision, a coordinator for a strategic communications firm, a teacher for English learners in Mexico City and in Spain. More recently, you were a bilingual reporter for the Longmont Leader. Why were you drawn to this fellowship? Thank you for having me, Jim. Um, I think the whole premise behind the fellowship and all that it advertised to begin with were all very excited elements. If I had to narrow it down, I think I would pick uh, a couple. Uh, first is the emphasis on diversity and equity. So having the opportunity to access experts in the field that touch on systemic and historical issues, as well as you know training around solutions journalism and community engagement, were all very appealing elements uh, for me personally and as a professional in terms of my own development. Secondly, I was very much drawn to the promise of joining or creating a diverse network with other journalists in the area as well as people across Boulder County who were just really interested in engaging in conversations around community-oriented content and addressing information needs for this local community where I live. I, I live in, in Longmont and um, this promise of being able to connect with others here doing you know, similar work or interested in advancing this um, framework of equity through this uh, kind of work, I think, were also um, elements that, that were very interesting to me. So did the fellowship itself sh shape your approach to, to telling the news? Yeah, overall, I think it was really a, a good exercise in looking at my own biases and the way in which I conduct myself the way I approach the work to ensure that I am looking at what is most needed in my community, as opposed to a rather blindly following formats established within the industry 
that historically have been harming or um, not providing necessary access to certain groups in, in, in the population in the community. I think it, it also helped me question and think through my role as a local journalist and provided context through you know presentations that experts brought to the table as well as a training that context for me to look at the bigger picture and the role local news can have in democracy um, as well as you know fair inclusion and representation of minorities and people of color great i want to take a moment and thank our listeners for tuning in to KGNU's of Public Affair this morning, I'm speaking today with local journalists, Sylvia Solis, Glenda Russell, and Chris Barge about a new local reporting fellowship that they are all part of, which seeks to strengthen our local news and information ecosystem. So now, Glenda, let's talk a bit. You're also a writer who uses your decades of work as a psychologist and community activist to inform your work. You have said, <laughs> excuse me, you have said you're especially interested in stories that explore the interface of people and their social environments, as well as stories that help readers to use psychological understandings and research to help them make sense of themselves and their world. So now tell us why were you interested in the Trends Reporting Fellowship and how has it changed your work? Glenda? Thanks, Jim, and, and thanks for having us this morning. There were a number of reasons I was really interested in, in the Trends Fellowship. I recently retired from the practice of psychotherapy and I knew that I would continue to do some research, but I was looking to expand what else I was doing. Um, since, I, since I was a child, really, I've been aware of the, of the power of newspapers, and I've been a news junkie all of that time. I wrote my very first article for a newspaper when I was 14 years old, basically a young person's view of the assassination of John Kennedy. Um, I didn't write anything after that except for academic outlets until very recently, but I kept my I kept my eyes and my appreciation on the, on news reporting all of that time, and in fact, much of my research as a psychologist has been prompted by things that happen in the world. I see things and I want to know how that happened and, and how how it can get better. And gradually, I started writing some guest editorials. I was very aware that psychology and, and related disciplines had a lot to offer. Um, and in fact, one of the things I did when I taught regularly, is the first thing I would ask my students every time a class began was, what's happening in the world? What's happening on campus? And they knew that that was a cue. We were going to talk about whatever they were interested in, but we would talk about how psychology could help them make sense of that and, and perhaps even come up with some solutions for what was going on in the world. Um, as I grew closer to retirement, I was really drawn to having similar kinds of discussions on a broader level. I wanted to do something in, in a more public arena, um, but I had little idea how to do that. When I saw the announcement about the trends report that came out in a community, community foundation email, I felt like somebody had 
put a gilded invitation in my hands and I was very excited about doing it. I loved the emphasis on community. I loved the emphasis on equity. And, and I was very excited about um, the, the emphasis on finding solutions. So it was a perfect package. I think in many ways, it's a perfect package for, for many journalists and writers and storytellers because it empowers, it's designed to empower the storyteller, but especially the communities with, with whom we work. So it's, it's a great package. It sounds like talking to both you and Sylvia, that you're already meeting the goals of this fellowship, and that is very exciting. I want to take a, 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 an aside here and ask Chris a quick question about what's going on in the world of investigative reporting in newspapers. I mean, because this, this, this work of this fellowship is in part, it sounds like taking up some of the work of investigative reporting that used to occur at our newspapers. So Chris, what's the environment like for investigative reporters who now work or used to work at newspapers? Well, you know, one of the most famous things that an investigative reporter would say would be follow the money, right? Yes. <laughs> so if we follow the money, we can immediately understand what's been going on with investigative reporting. Um, the, the money's dried up and investigative reporting is some of the most expensive and most important work that journalism does. And so you see when you have to just fill a news hole and you no longer have the staffing in order to do it in a high quality way, um, the, the staff is, is going to be tasked with all of the daily grind and they're not going to have the time uh, that it takes to spend on investigative reporting where this lands is in local communities. National operations like the New York Times, Washington Post, they've been able to maintain, even grow and flourish. Um, but they're dealing on uh, economy of scale that local news outlets are not. And so, you know, here in this community, um, we are no exception. We're part of the 45% of newspapers that are now owned by some sort of investor. Um, Alden Global Capital owns the Daily Camera and Longmont Times Call. I, you know, I'm an alumni reporter of the Daily Camera. Uh, pains me to see how small the local report is every day. And yet it's still the best thing we've got going. Um, when I was at the Daily Camera, you know, I, I would always be working on a longer form project. Um, I just know that because their staff has been cut to such a small size by comparison of back when I was there, you know, 20 years ago, um, there just is not the time to devote um, to the uh, higher level thinking, deeper look um, that is necessary. And so we're also not trying to just go back in time as we work to build up the local news and information ecosystem. We're trying to imbue it um, with something that every journalist wants it uh, to have a thread of, and that is a sense of justice that what we're after is adding up to more than just a daily rundown of what happened the day before that we are correcting for 400 years of bias, uh, oppression, and that we are um, trying to bring our community to a more inclusive, welcoming place where everybody sees themselves in the news because they belong. And here we are talking about a marvelous fellowship that accomplishes that, that goal. So Glenda, one last question. Um, are you working on any local stories? If so, would you share 
something? I'm working on a local story that has some really interesting historical tentacles. Um, I'll describe that story by saying it's about Penn Tate, Boulder's first and so far only black mayor. Um, and, and my interest in that story began in 1974 when I was sitting among an overflow crowd um, of Boulderites in council chambers and we were listening as Penn, then the mayor ran a public hearing focused on should the city of Boulder include sexual orientation as part of its, its new human rights ordinance. Um, it was an issue that, that brought up a great deal of vitriol. There, it was a very big fight. And I was sitting there and sort of overwhelmed as a newly out lesbian, like what in the heck is going on here? And, and in fact, I was so overwhelmed that at some point I started taking notes because it was a way to, to sort of manage my own feelings about what was being said. And one of the things that kept coming to me is why is Penn Tate, this heterosexual mayor who has enough problems dealing with the racism he deals with in this community, taking on this issue that does not affect him directly? And that was the beginning of literally a, a research project that I've been working on for several decades where I've been exploring that question. What are the motives and inspirations and, and rewards for people who, who take on that, people that we would now call allies or, um, or um, activists of, a, of another sort, accomplices? Um, we need more of those people. So I've been, as we're getting ready to rename the, or, or name the uh, municipal building in, in honor of Pentate, I've been looking back into that history, uh, remembering my own relationship with him. He, he, was, he was an important person in my life. I eventually got to know him. And I want to talk about the values that led Pentate to take on that issue and literally give up his political career in the service of standing up for the rights of other people at a time when it was way in advance of when most people were doing that in this country. So I'm gonna write two articles about that. One for the LGBTQ community saying, the, this is an example of how we need to be accomplices and, and, and allies to other groups of which we are not members. And one is a more general article that, that will talk about value-based politics and, and the need for that and hope, hopefully um, offer Penn's example as something that we can all emulate and, and learn from. What a marvelous example that you just shared with how that fellowship that you are a part of now with the Community Foundation and KGNU, how that fellowship is helping reshape the information ecosystem right here in Boulder County. You are indeed achieving the goal of this fellowship. So for our listeners, I want you to know that we thank Sylvia Solis, Glenda Russell, and Chris Barge for spending time this morning to tell us about a marvelous fellowship that's being hosted by KGNU and the Community Foundation to help reshape the information ecosystem right here in Boulder County. A piece of marvelous work that also presents an opportunity for journalists. And we've spent some time this morning talking to two journalists and a third who's responsible for community engagement with the Community Foundation, Chris Barge in their marvelous work with this fellowship. 
So thank you very much for joining us this morning. For our listeners, I want to thank them for tuning in to the Community Foundation's monthly program on KGNU, a public affair. You can learn more about the Community Foundation of Boulder County at C-O-M-M-F-O-U-N-D.org. We will be back with you on KGNU's A Public Affair on June 28th. Be well, be well.